from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. I tried to play in Peterson's way. I tried to keep my face blank. Fortunately, you have a lot of practice at that in medicine. You're trained to show no surprise if a patient tells you they make love 10 times a night, or have dreams of stabbing their children, or drink a gallon of vodka daily. It is part of the mystique of the doctor that nothing surprises him. I see, I said. Hello, and welcome to For Christ's Sake. My name is Hunter, I'm by Hugh. This, this day, today we're delving into the fourth chapter of Mr. Kreitz's fourth novel, eh, wow. eh, published under the nom de surgery, Jeffrey Hudson, and this book is called A Case of Need. So far, the book has followed the adventures of one John Barry, who's a pathologist, as he attempts to prove the innocence of his uh, dear friend, Artley, uh, in the case of... Uh, uh, a boarded girl who perished. Um, I guess under mysterious circumstances. Uh, last chapter, I have to say, was a bit of a uh, dud. Nothing much happened. Uh, we were introduced to a new character named Captain Peterson. That's about it. We learned that um, apparently the victim, whose name is Karen Randall's mother, uh, is going to be their key witness. Um, and saw or heard from something that we, that Art, Art is going to be the, uh, was responsible for the death. That's basically the long and short of it. Um, but before we get into this week's chapter, which is chapter four, we should talk a little bit about our, uh, our, uh, the things that are accompanying us on this voyage. Um, and as always on every episode of For Christ's Sake, we, um, Bring along with us a signature drink and a signature stick. We, now we each prepare a signature drink and a signature stick to match the tone or the mood of the book. Uh, in my case, this for this book, for a case of need, I have a gimlet, which uh, mirrors the fact that, you know, it's a book about fancy doctors. This is kind of a fancy cocktail. I can see it one, one of their clubs, them ordering one after, you know, uh, performing... Um, they're like 30 abortions a day and then fucking their mistresses. You know, they got out of line at the club and have a nice gimlet. Another thing I have is salt and vinegar potato chips, which I think mirror, mirror the uh, character of Barry, who I think is, unlike Hugh, you, you dispute me on this, but I think he's a little salty, he's a little vinegary. And what do you got? What are you, what are you noshing on? Well, I'm drinking something that doctors might also drink. Before they uh, clock off for the night and uh, partake in um, gimlet downing, and that is a cup of coffee. Mm. Keeps you awake, you know, especially when you work long hours and you're a doctor. And 
Um, I also have a fruit. So uh, you'll note that uh, our protagonist's surname is Berry. Berry is a fruit. Apple is also a fruit. And I'm eating an apple. Anyway, what now? Trivia? No, no, we got to go over this chapter. Okay. Very momentous chapter. Momentous? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Let's see. What a note happens to this chapter? <laughs> <laughs> Barry wraps up his conversation with the captain. Mm -hmm. He calls his wife and gets his wife to stay with Betty. He has some. He does some thinking. He does a lot of thinking. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of it, I guess. <laughs> he calls a uh, Lewis Carr, who is the uh, a clinical professor of medicine at Boston Memorial Hospital. Mm -hmm. In order to acquire, because uh, he's found out that's where the body is, or that's yeah. where he thinks it is. And he calls to inquire about the, the chart and about the circumstances in which Kiriganda was admitted. Um, what does he find out from him? <laughs> um, remember? They, they've taken the body from the hospital, it's gone to the city. Um, and then, uh, he contacts the other hospital. They're like, oh yeah, we're about to do the autopsy. And he's like, all right, I'll be right down. Hmm. Yeah. He calls the morgue and talks to the secretary, Alice. And he's going to go down and that's basically it. It's kind of a bit of a filler episode. I think you'll agree with me on that. It's not an episode. Filler it's a chapter. chapter. This is a filler episode. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an episode of, uh, of John Barry's life. <laughs> okay. Uh, we get a little bit of uh, shading of, uh, <laughs> of what Barry thinks about his friend, uh, Arthur Wade. I think that's mm -hmm. important to note. It, it, it wins a little dimensionality to both him and to, to Mr. Wade. And, you know, I think, I think instead of just uh, paraphrasing it, we should just, uh, you know... Um, uh, tune our instruments to the um, beat of the master himself and, and just let him speak for himself. What do you think about that? Wait, he's here on the podcast? Well, his his words are. <laughs> ah. Uh, and it's time for a segment of For Crying Now Loud. And this is going to be a bit of a long one, but I think it'll be worth it at the end. I thought this I thought this particular uh, passage was very strange. I don't know. <laughs> I'll think, maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't, but we'll see. Okay. I think, I think I know which passage you're going to read out. Is Come on, let's hear it right about now. Okay, so this is, again, this is to set it up a little bit more. This is just some of, uh, as he's smoking in the rain, this is some of Barry's thoughts about his good friend Arthur Lee. Okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Art's own marriage has an almost stifling sort of stability. Suppose it comes from his being Chinese, but that can't be the whole answer. Both Art, Art and his wife are highly educated and not visibly Thai tradition, but I think they have both found it difficult to shake it off. 
Arden is always guilt-ridden about the little time he spends with his family and lavishes gifts on his three children. They are spoiled silly. He adores them, and it's often hard to stop him once he begins talking about them. His attitude towards his wife is more complex and ambiguous. At times, he seems to expect her to revolve around him like a trusting dog. At times, she seems to want this as much as he does. At other times, she is more independent. Betty Lee is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. She is soft-spoken, gracious, and slender. Next to her, Judith seems a big, loud, and almost masculine. So, I thought that it's caught my eye for a couple reasons. Why, like, I'm sure it caught yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, it kind of reveals uh, Crane's uh, racism, maybe just a bit. Very uh, racism. I thought it was... Uh, not yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure thing, man. Uh, Barry seems to imply the uh, more educated you get, the less um, Chinese you are, I feel like is the, the implication. Is that, is that a correct, do you think that's a correct summation? No, I think, I think, I think what he's saying more specifically uh-huh. is the fact that they're highly educated and not visibly bound to tradition seems to suggest that they wouldn't be beholden to um, the mm. traditional aspects of their Chinese but, background. But, but, but Not necessarily God, God being Chinese in general. But, but God damn it, you know, it's just, you can't, you can't shake off that be Chinese thing. I think it's the, <laughs> the thing. I mean, he, he does theorize that there's, there's a stifling stability about being Chinese. Anyway, I thought this uh, passage was racially questionable. But would you not agree that he balances it out by being so thirsty for Betty Lee <laughs> <laughs> that it makes his ugly uh, white wife yeah, look yeah, like a man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that part in particular, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> He's really just avoiding saying <laughs> she was Asian. Next to her, my wife was a ugly cow. It's just very, yeah. uh, very, very awkward and, and bad. Uh, I, I did not enjoy it. Well, anyway, that's all I've got to do. Is there anything you'd like to share from this chapter that uh, struck your eye? Actually, there was. Um, mm. But the way I want to tackle my observations about this chapter is in the form of a little round of trivia. <laughs> okay, well, let's, we, can, we can do that, I guess. The Uh, question number uno. How many cigarettes does Barry smoke on the way to the drugstore? Two. Correct. During which month does this chapter of the book take place? Um, no idea. <laughs> okay, the correct answer is October. <laughs> okay. If you look at the paragraph uh, that you you you're, you derived your trivia question from, it says, I, when I got outside into the October drizzle, so... But, but does it actually follow that it's October if the drizzle is October-like? <laughs> yes. All right. Fair enough. I accept. Uh, what is the name of Arthur Lee's lawyer? Stone... Did you say Joe? I said Stone. Stone? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. What is it? George Bradford. Hmm. I knew you were going to ask you a question about that, but I did not study hard enough. I was I gave you the name of one of the other people who was in the law firm. Oh. Uh. <laughs> right. <clears throat> what is the name of the organization that staged the conference at which Cameron Jackson told Barry something mysterious that he kept from his wife? I don't remember. The something the medical Amer- conference. No, it's the American Society of Surgeons. Okay. Who does Barry phone at the Boston Memorial Hospital? Alice. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh, Cody. Dr. Cody. Fuck, God yeah, damn it. Lewis Carr. <laughs> Carr, whatever. You said it Honestly. earlier, so I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm stuck. There's no way he's not going to get that question right. In well, I've, had, I've, had a double gim- I've had a double giblet, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking straight. Fair enough. Wow, in, in comparison to our other one, this has been a low-scoring episode. Mm. From what condition does the Secretariat City, named Alice, suffer? The Secretariat City? Yes. What does she suffer from? Hmm. It's the woman he talks to at the end of the, the chapter. Brain damage? <laughs> Well, this and I suffer after doing this podcast every week, but no, the correct answer is the correct answer is hyperthyroidism. Oh yeah, I remember right now. Yeah, yeah. So I got one point and you got zero. So not not too good, my friend. Got to pay more attention next time. Yeah, so I can get that sweet one point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, buying me a Michael Crichton paperback. You don't want to shape up, bro. <laughs> I'll bring it to your wedding. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Hmm. Is there anything else you want to discuss uh, with this chapter? You saw you said would be brought up in the the trivia. Uh, no, that was just a pretext to get to the trivia segment and get out of this episode. Hmm. Oh, why do you hate doing this show so much, bro? Fucking love it. But most of the joy is, is how swiftly it, it breezes by. <laughs> Except for the uh, four hour long finale. Of course. Well, I guess that's it. Join us next time for chapter five.